The following audio is from The Grove Church. For more information about the church or to listen to previous sermons, visit our website at grove.church. Well, hello again. Like I mentioned earlier, so happy that you're here today. One of the cool things that's happening today that I'm personally excited about is that Jacob Cormier is preaching today. And so uh, before he comes up, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, Jacob. First of all, I think one of the things you should know at that here at our church, one of our deepest passions is to see us raise up young leaders who love Jesus and want to follow him with all their heart. Amen. And so Jacob is one of those guys, and it's super exciting for me to introduce to him. Uh, I met Jacob when I was first a youth pastor here. Uh, so this is probably about almost close to nine years ago. And uh, super excited about who he's becoming. He currently serves in our junior high ministry here on Sundays and on Wednesdays alongside Aaron Den, our youth pastor. He's also on staff, serves in our communication department under Michelle McCollum and helps make things happen um, every single week. But who would have thought this kid right here, okay, who would have thought this kid right here would become the man that he is today? And honestly, I thought he really liked me and liked being around me. Come to find out, he was just trying to be with my niece. So can you give it up for Jacob as he comes? Love you, too. All right, thank you, Andrew, so much for uh, just those kind words. It means a lot. I do think it is very fitting that uh, you were the one introducing me since you were my youth pastor. And, uh, you know, at 16, Andrew came to MP uh, while I was eating lunch and hanging out with me and my friends, and he asked me, or actually told me, that I was going to be preaching at the youth winter camp back then. So that was my first message, and now he gets to introduce me on a Sunday. And this is a huge honor, and this means so much for two reasons. Number one, because this is my church. This is where I've grown up. This is where God has worked in me and used me to uh, invest in others. And so it means the world to me that I get to even stand up here. Like, this doesn't even feel real right now. This is such an honor. Um, The other reason is because uh, my grandpa, he lives in Sweden. He was a pastor. Uh, He was a missionary. And his biggest desire as a pastor— was just to preach God's word. And uh, today, that's what I get to do. I get to preach God's word, and we get to talk about the importance of God's words, uh, uh, God's word for our thoughts. And so for me, this is like the beginning of me getting to carry on uh, his legacy. And so I'm so excited. And again, huge thank you to Andrew, Nick, and Ryan for asking me to do this. We're going to finish up our series Mind Games today. Uh, we're going to talk about the board game Connect Four. And so this game, if you've played it, uh, you know that you and your opponent, you take turns dropping one disc at a time, again and again and again, with the goal to connect four in a row so you can win. And the spiritual truth we are taking out of this is we're talking about one habit, one thing that we need to do again and again and again, day after day after day. It is the most powerful habit, the most powerful resource that will produce Christ-centered thoughts in, uh, in our lives. And so uh, this habit, this goal that we're talking about today is the goal of staying rooted in God's word. And this will produce Christ-centered thoughts in our lives. So I thought, uh, since today is my first time, I thought it'd be fun for you guys to get to know me a little bit. So I'm going to share some stories. The first thing I want to do 
is tell you about what I'm most excited about in life right now. And it's that two months ago, I got to propose to my girlfriend, Madison, who's sitting up here. She said yes, right? Plot twist, she said yes. Uh, And so we're just super excited about the season of life. Uh, Our wedding day is going to be October 7th, 2018. So we got a little while, but we're just really excited. Um, If I were to describe to you just how much I love her, I would describe it this way. I love my fiance as much as I love Taco Bell. And I know what you're thinking right now. Some of you are just like, oh, Jacob just roasted his fiance. What a savage, right? That's probably not what you're thinking. You're probably thinking this guy has got a lot to learn. And it's true, I do, and I'm going to learn the hard way. But uh, what you have to understand is that I love Taco Bell. It is my favorite. Is anyone here, you love Taco Bell as well? Raise your hands. I can see you are my people. I love you. Uh, So for me to say that I love my fiance as much as I love Taco Bell, it is literally the highest form of a compliment that I could even give. And so uh, I don't really remember when my love for Taco Bell began. It was probably just love at first sight. And um, what I do remember is that when I got my license, like the first thing I thought of was, yeah, I can get it whenever I want. This is awesome. Dream come true. Uh, and so uh, this was a habit in, in my life. And this is how it became a habit. Uh, I worked here as a custodian, and Kyle Brown, who led us in worship today, he was uh, my coworker, and we'd started this tradition, started this tr- uh, routine, this habit, that every Saturday on our lunch break, we're going to Taco Bell. And we were determined that every Saturday, we were going to make this happen. And I guarantee you that we did not miss a Saturday. And it wasn't just Kyle, uh, other coworkers came in, uh, like Michael Baker, and we did the same thing. We were determined that we were never going to miss a Saturday. Every Saturday was Taco Bell Day, and so that is what we did. So this was a tradition, this was a routine, and this was a habit in my life. Now, was it a healthy habit for me physically? Yes, yes it was. No, of course not, but was it a healthy habit for my soul? Yes, yes it was. And so, uh, man, this was a habit in my life. And here's the deal. We all have habits. We have positive habits and we have negative habits. Some of us, we go to the gym all the time. Some of us, we smoke. Some of us, we hit the snooze button 20 times in the morning. Some of us get coffee to start off our day while others drink coffee 20 times a day. Uh, Some of us, when we get home from school, the first thing we do is you, we watch Netflix, we play our video games, and we get our favorite snack. We all have habits, and habits are a crucial part in our lives. We all have routines. And so today, again, we're going to hit the fact that uh, staying rooted in God's Word is the most powerful habit for our minds, and it will produce Christ-centered thoughts. And so, uh, because of that, I would love to jump into the Bible, uh, something that we love here. And we're going to read Psalms chapter 119, verses um, 9 through 16. And so in these, uh, this section, the author is writing about his love for God's Word. And it's actually the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's all about how much he loves God's Word. And he's writing about his experience with daily being in God's Word. So this is what it says. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Do not let me wander from your commands. 
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. And so uh, the author begins with such a deep question, uh, such a deep question. He starts with asking the question, how can we live a pure life? How can we live a clean life? How can we live a godly, Christ-centered life? And so to kind of answer this question, I want to tell you a little bit about my car. My car, her name is Jessica for whatever reason, and she's a 1990 Honda Accord, so she's older than I am. And uh, she has all these little things that are wrong with her, but nothing quite big enough for me to like feel like I finally need to move on. So for example, uh, anytime like, I roll the windows down, it sounds like Chewbacca's in the back seat. Um, at this time of year when it's cold outside, uh, when, I go, when I go to park, it could take anywhere from like 30 seconds to 10 minutes for my car to go into park. So I'm just learning to show up early everywhere. Um, the other thing is that I don't have AC, so it's always just the hottest air possible blowing out. Um, and so these are some of the things that are just like wrong with my car. And, uh, but one thing I love to do during the summer is just drive with all four of my windows down because I don't have AC. And one thing I love to do while I'm doing this is to eat ranch sunflower seeds. And so once summer starts, I go to the store, I buy literally a ton of them. I stockpile them in my car and it's all summer. I'm just chowing down on, on my favorite snack. And so this is what's happened this past summer. Okay, day one, I get my uh, ranch sunflower seeds. I'm eating it. I'm taking the empty shell, and I'm throwing it out the window. Okay, and so I, I, I do this as I'm driving. I park, and when I get out of my car, uh, I notice that I had like three empty shells on the side of my car. So I'm like super insecure and embarrassed about this. So I'm like wiping it off, trying to get it off. So every time I'm driving, this is my routine. I'm parking. I'm stepping out. I'm wiping away these three shells. Well, th about a month goes by, and the same thing happened, but a little different this time. Eating sunflower seeds. I park. I get out. I go wipe off the three, and then I open the back door because I had my backpack back there. I went to grab it, and what I saw was so disgusting, and I was shocked, and my jaw literally dropped. There was literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of empty sunflower seed shell all in the back of my car. So obviously, I just left it there and didn't clean it. It's still there. No, just kidding. But what had happened? What happened? Uh, every time I would eat my sunflower seeds, I would throw it out the window, and the, air, the wind would catch it and bring it right back through my back window. And this went on for a month. But what happened? I was so uh, obsessed about cleaning the outside of my car that I forgot to check on the inside. And so when this author asks this question, how do we live a godly life? How do we live a healthy, pure, clean life? What can happen is we can so easily get obsessed about just the outside things that we're doing, about trying to do more and trying to, to try harder. But in reality, what we have to do is focus on our inside. How is your soul? How are your thoughts? Because your thoughts matter. In week one of the series, Pastor Andrew said it this way, that how we think determines how we behave. 
How we think determines how we behave. Another pastor, Pastor Craig Rochelle, said this, says it this way, that your life will follow the direction of your loudest thoughts. Your life will follow the direction of your loudest thoughts. What are the loudest thoughts in your life? Your thoughts matter, and your thoughts will determine the course of your life. And so, uh, lucky for us, uh, our author answers this question. And the real question is not how do I live a pure life, but it's how do I have pure thoughts, clean thoughts. And the author answers this. He says, by staying rooted in God's word. And he gives about 10 different examples of what this looks like. But there's three I want to focus on. He talks about creating a daily habit of reading God's word word. That every day I'm going to open up my Bible and I'm going to read from it. That like a sponge soaking up water, that I'm just going to soak it in. And that as every day as I'm reading it, it's just going to be to fill my mind. And there's some easy ways we can do this. One is on the Version app. Uh, it's an app that's just a free Bible. And I actually kind of feel guilty right now because as I was prepping for this message, I was practicing reading my verses on my Version app. And a little notification popped up in the middle. And it was like, do you love this app? And I got annoyed because I'm trying to practice. I hit no. And it was like, thanks for sending us your feedback. And I was like, oh, no. I'm here preaching about loving God's word, and I just told my app that I hate it. Ah! So I had to get that off my chest. Um, so that's one way when nobody's perfect. That's one way you can read your Bible. Another way is we have our Bible reading plan, and super excited. We're going to start a new one in January. So I encourage you to do that so you can be reading God's word, creating this daily habit of uh, reading God's word. The other uh, one is meditating on God's word, creating a habit, a daily habit of meditating. What this means is that you are thinking on what you just read, that you don't just read it and walk away, but that you read it and you take it with you. You think about what it is that you have studied. You're thinking about what God is saying to you. You're thinking about uh, how this applies to your life. And number three, that you are creating a daily habit of memorizing God's word. That what you have read, what you have meditated, you are now memorizing. Because in your times of need, this is when you can recall it. My favorite verse in the Bible is Romans 8.1. This is like my life verse. That there is therefore now no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. The power in that verse of having read it and thought about it and memorizing it is so helpful and so powerful. And the times where there's guilt, the times from like, God, do you know me? I can recall that verse and be reminded of the truth of the gospel, that I belong to Christ, that there is no condemnation, there is no guilt but acceptance. We see Jesus do this in the desert, uh, as Satan begins to tempt him time and time again, all three times, Jesus recalls from memory the scriptures that he had remembered. So in your times of need, you can recall the, the verses you have read and meditated. So it's important to stay rooted in God's word and creating a daily habit of it. Uh, the author also gives us a couple reasons why we should do this. Some of them, uh, he kind of focused on some of the negatives or what happens if we don't. He says, the reason why I daily read and meditate and memorize God's word is because if I don't, I will forget and I will wander. 
Failure to stay rooted in God's word, it leads to wandering and forgetting. Wandering from the promises of God over your life. Wandering from the truth that God has declared over your life. Wandering from the calling that God has called you to. Failure to stay rooted in God's word, it leads to forgetting. Forgetting that your God is the God who loves you. That your God is the God who forgives. Forgetting the answered prayers. Forgetting when times when God did the impossible. Forgetting the times when God clearly spoke. Failure to stay rooted in God's word, at least to wandering, at least to forgetting. Uh, he also goes on uh, in verse 10, he says, I have tried hard to find you. Have you ever tried to find God and felt like he was silent? Have you ever asked in your life, God, what plan do you have for my life? God, do you love me? God, have you abandoned me? And here's what I believe. Just because God is silent does not mean he is absent. Because sometimes God speaks to us in ways that and we don't even know he's speaking. And that is where God's words come into play. Sometimes I believe when we ask these questions, like, God, do you have a plan for my life? God, are, do you still care about me? God, are you still with me? What I believe I would say is, of course I do. And guess what? I've already answered that question. It's in my, the Bible. It's in my word for you. I wrote this so that in those times of need, you can go back to it and be reminded that, yeah, I do have a plan for you. Yeah, you do have a purpose. Yes, you are unconditionally loved. Yes, I will not abandon you nor forsake you. So that is why that is why we stay rooted in God's word. So we don't wander, so we don't forget, and so we can be reminded of what God has already said. So I want to focus on a couple more positives as to why or how this produces Christ-centered thoughts. Um, so like many of you probably did, I decided last minute to get my haircut before Thanksgiving. And uh, my mom used to go with me to get my haircuts. Now my fiance goes with me, so that's cool. Um, I pr- appreciate you. And uh, so we went to go get my haircut, and I walked in kind of feeling like insecure about my hair just because my haircut didn't, wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. About halfway through the day, it would like pop up and split right down the middle. And I was getting tired of people making fun of me. So I walked in insecure. And as I was getting my haircut, um, the, this lady cutting my hair, she was like talking to me, but not just talking to me. She was like speaking positively to, be, to me about my hair. So she was saying things like, I love this. And I'm just like, me too. And she's like, you're like a whole new man now. I'm like, well, you know, new hair, new me. Uh, and she's just like, your hair is so fluffy. I'm like, all right, I'm fluffy. And uh, what was happening? She was speaking positively to me, and this was changing my thoughts, changing how I thought about myself. And as you were reading God's word and meditating on it and memorizing it, God is speaking to you, and he is reminding you of who you are in him and, and, who, uh, and who he is. And so there's a couple different ways that I want to talk about, about how God shapes our thoughts. Number one, he reminds you of who he is. He reminds you that he is a God who can do the impossible, that he is a God who can move the mountains, that he was a God who created our world, that he was a God who saved his people time and time again. And the, the glory of this is as we read about God doing the impossible, we can know that God can do it again. That as we read in God's word about him doing the impossible, we can know that God can do it, the impossible, in our lives as well. 
And so our thoughts will go from full of worry to being full of faith. When you are staying rooted in God's word, your day will not be full of worry, but it will be full of faith. Here's number two. It reminds you of who you are in Christ. It reminds you that you belong to Jesus and you belong to Jesus because Jesus did for you what you can never do for yourself. He saved you. He lived the perfect life you could not live and he died the death you deserve to die and he rose from the dead, defeating death, the enemy we could not overcome. And so Jesus earned the victory that we could not earn and yet it doesn't stop there. Not only did he earn it, but he has shared his victory with you. So now you have the victory of Christ over your life. He shares his righteousness with you. He shares his status as a son of God with you. So now you are a daughter of God. You are a son of God. And that is your identity. That is who you are. That is how you walk through life and knowing that this is who you are. And as you read God's word and you are reminded of who you are in Christ, this will change your thoughts from trying to earn God's approval to start living from the approval that you already have in Christ. And so you have Christ's approval over your life. You have God's favor resting over your life. You have God's blessing resting over your life. And yet I feel like someone right now is thinking this thought that, but I'm the person who wandered. But I'm the person who forgot and what I believe God would be speaking to you right now is that he never forgot you. He never left you. And he has been calling you back to him. And that is why you are here right now sitting in that seat. And he's saying, you belong to me, so come back. You belong to me, so don't run away. Run towards me. Right? We can so easily get caught in a cycle of guilt where maybe we don't go to church so we feel bad. And then because we feel bad, we don't go to church. And yet God is saying, no, you belong to me. Don't get stuck in the cycle of guilt. Run to me. And I believe uh, God has encouraged someone today. Number three, God reminds you of what he thinks about you. As you are studying God's word, he speaks and shapes your thoughts by reminding you what he thinks about you. He is reminding you that he created you. Not only did he create you, but he created you in his image. He created you with value. He created you with purpose. He created you out of love. He created you in creativity so that you are your own person. God created you and you matter to him. And when you begin to understand this, not only will your thoughts be shaped by, 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 uh, by knowing that you matter, but this will also change the way you view other people. Because if I am creating God's image, and if I matter, then I know that every person is created in God's image, and every person matters. And so your thoughts will go from being, have negative thoughts towards people, from hating people, to realizing and believing with everything you have in you that every person matters. Grove Church, can you imagine what our lives would look like? Can you imagine what our thought lives would look like if we began every day rooted in God's word, reading it, studying it, meditating on it, memorizing? Our thoughts for the rest of the day would be full of faith. Our thoughts 
the rest of the day would have the sense of belonging. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that we are children of God. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that God can do the impossible. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that I matter. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that I am loved. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that God is pleased with us, that God delights in us, that God is working in and through us. Our thoughts for the rest of the day is that we matter and other people matter. So can we accept the challenge that we are going to stay rooted in God's word? And we're going to start our days meditating, reading, and memorizing scripture because the Bible is the most powerful resource for our minds. And it's at your disposal. So let's use it. Let's end in prayer. God, we uh, just praise you. God, we love you. God, we look to you and we, we love getting to be reminded of who you are. We love getting to be reminded of who we are in Christ. We love getting to be reminded that you created us and you value us, that you are pleased with us, that you delight in us. God, will we rest in that today? God, we love you so much. We thank you that you love us even more. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Podcast. If you want to keep up to date with us, like us on Facebook or sign up for our e-newsletter at grove.church.